0: Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his
1: good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points podcast. Cousin Sal here, spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass, baby facial, Solomon producing. And joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. I'm sorry I'm down. Down in the dumps. My streak is over, fellas. Picked 11 in a row, Thursday Night Football on Fox. Broncos were my 12th. They were awful. And then I look at it and I'm like, I look at the schedule I'm like, oh, come on. This is not going to go on forever. And then I really looked at the schedule. I'm like, why? why couldn't this have gone on forever? 17-14, shit game, shit team, Shaq. Damn it. It's over.
2: Listen, let's uh, first of all, keep your chin up. Let's mm. look on the near horizon. Which there one are one many winning it. bets. There are many winning bets out there. All you have to do is reach up and grab them like a dream. Mm. Or one of the stars in the sky, but let's celebrate uh, what is in the near rear view mirror there, Cousin Sal. This was a great run. Let's be happy that it, it not be sad that it's over, but be happy that it happened. And now let's Thank get you. right together and get ready for a big weekend of college and pro football action. I can't wait. I'm sitting in a parking lot outside of LAX recording because I'm jumping on a plane. To go to Big Ten country to watch the (laughs) Indiana Hoosiers derail Ohio State's National Championship dreams. And while I tailgate, I'll also watch Pitt consume Clemson on their inevitable path to the Final Four. I I wish I could be so excited about the weekend. Martin and I were talking before
1: the show, before you pulled into, uh, I don't know where you're doing this from. I mean, Carl's Jr. I thought it would be a Mickey D.
3: Okay.
1: But... You know, it was a good run. What was not a good run was that, frick, that play that killed me, the Case Kingdom play. Uh, Denver comes out, eight-minute drive. Teddy, two gloves, looks good. Looks like he got right, you know, second half. What happens? The Browns, the counter, they go right down the field. Then fourth and four, Martin. He stood up, but I don't even think it was a great call by Stefanski because they no, it wasn't. Up.
3: They could go. He's up. supposed to kick the field six, goal there. Six, like the you right. have a backup quarterback, you don't have any running backs, you uh, don't have a right tackle. You're supposed to kick a field goal, take uh-huh. the points, call it a day, so we can still have a chance to win this game as people who bet on the Broncos. However, like the idea, whatever linebacker that was, that just sitting there and letting Case Michael Vick Keenum just you stood just, him up. I mean, it's ridiculous. And we see it every week. Quarterbacks is just are outside of the pocket and they just are allowed to run outside of the pocket. Just hit him in the chest. Just hit right. him in the chest. That was the thing guys. I just waited. I thought I was like, all right, case kingdom has one mistake.
1: He's got one mistake in him. Right. And never came. It just never got there. I know. I know people are going to be like, Oh, Baker could sit out. You know, Baker's done. Baker's canceled. He didn't even do anything. Well, I don't know about that. I think this Browns team is in a lot of trouble. More and more, and more and more injuries. Uh, You know, Odell Beckham Jr. does not even look like a wide receiver anymore. I'm not even sure how much more he plays on this team. Uh, But anyway, that was a loss. I hated it. I've won close games during this streak, so I can't complain too much. But there's nothing worse, Sheck, than when your team is getting run on. I don't know. Is the offensive line for the Browns the best in history? Because it seems like whoever they put in there, Dearness Johnson yesterday,
2: went nuts. Anyone they threw, they handed off to. Had six yards of carry. Well, listen, It, it it's um, pretty rudimentary stuff. The offensive line, uh, give me a high-end offensive line and a mediocre running back, then vice versa. You saw that once again with this. And I did say before the game, I thought the Browns would win it. And I know people feel like the sky is falling in Cleveland. And understandably, they better get Nick Chubb back or Kareem Hunt back. And I don't know what the status of Denzel Ward is. And now they're two fancy wide receivers and all of that but as it happens i'm not going to say what we have that big afc north game to pick here coming up the bungles and the ravens but mm-hmm. worst worst case the browns are are right there they have all six of their divisional games still upcoming it's uh it's a good cautionary tale. Don't throw throw dirt on just about any of these pro football I don't teams. Know. Only week 7
3: everybody. Not They're I think not we were done. looking
1: at a, either of those teams. I don't think we we're looking at a playoff team there. But really?
3: Well, well, you don't think Cleveland? Spot. Do you see how many people li- limped off the field for Cleveland yeah, last night? It was a disaster. They already had a pretty extensive yeah. injured reserve list. They Odell, Jarvis, yep. Baker's on the sideline, Shave, he's actually at home. They could
2: have lost though. I'll say this. And we're talking about a team that won't play again until week eight, but what is, they, they could have lost worst case. They could have lost the, the Broncos and then people really would be shedding some tears on behalf of the Browns, but their biggest stretch is upcoming here. They go Pittsburgh at home. Then they have to play Cincy, you know, six divisional games. And then they go, it's funny. They straddle their by. With the Ravens by then Ravens. I mean, it's all right there for, for the Browns, but Martin or, or Marty Weiss is correct, of course. They have to get healthy a little bit here.
1: Yeah. Well, and also they barely beat the Broncos. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot of hope in that. Well, whatever. We'll see. We'll see who comes back from injury. But speaking of injury, to add insult to injury, Eddie Spaghetti, nice guy, set me up with a producer from Fox, the local Fox. Well, you're dude. married,
2: man. Yeah. you can't no, be getting no, no. set up on. So no, what it. are you doing?
1: I've lost my mind. Uh, <laughs> no, he set me up. Whatever whatever happens, happens. But as it is, I just sat in with the fellas, Vince Farragamo and Jackie Slater, uh, and the local Fox postgame sports roundup. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know what they call it. Anyway, to add insult to injury, Jackie Slater called me Cal the whole time. So I was like, great.
2: This is a good. What a good Wait, day. Wait, Why? <laughs> Why so I don't know. Cal. Sal just didn't stick. <laughs> I thought you said cow, like C-O-W. Oh, like yeah. The mooing milk he might as well beast. have. He might as
1: well. Have. <laughs> I maybe. Is that short for cousin Sal? Is that how we're going? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what a disaster. Hey, we got uh, Matt Hasselbeck's coming up. Ooh. He's going to jump on with us. And I'm going to ask him how it felt to lose the Super Bowl, how he dealt with it. Not that it compares to losing after losing uh, picking 11 straight after that but it's similar i guess right check
2: Uh, well listen i uh, long long ago he came on a radio show that i was on Mm -hmm. and um, i said to him and i meant it sincerely that i said you know you're the only guy in that entire seahawks organization that isn't pointing at the referees and making excuses and for some reason he took that the wrong way and got a little angry with me about that. Well, so. We're going to do like, it again. We're going to okay. do it again.
1: Yeah, because I did some research on this, and there were no, not just
2: the one play everyone points. There's like five questionable oh, stop. calls. Wait, wait, what do you I'm mean? No, stop. everybody always does the collection of oh, every call went the Steelers. Wait, well, yeah, there's a good reason for that. They were they 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 were all the correct call.
1: No, they were all the cheating for the the home. Oh, at eighty percent, yeah, including you. You were in attendance that night. Uh, the referee, the head of officials, takes off to um, Costa Rica right after the game. I'm,
2: I'm gonna call foul here. I'm gonna call foul on all the fouls here. Uh, he must testify. To- he cannot hide. He must answer the se- the yes. Salpina that is being thrown his way right now. You know, it's like it's
1: like when David Chase went to France after the um, the at the end the last episode of The Sopranos. Like, whoa, what the hell? Can't do this. <laughs> you got to go on Oprah. You got to go. You know, uh, <laughs> Geraldo Rivera needs to sit down with you and get it out of you. What did Tony die or not?
2: Uh, hey, check oh, out the extra such a points. great time because I sat there in that <laughs> Detroit Stadium. Where Jerome Bettis is from, as it turns sure. out. I don't yeah, know if well, you guys heard another, about that. Of He's course. Detroit, yeah. but adds adds <laughs> to the allure. This is why we have to make the Steelers win. Go ahead. I sat next to uh, to one Jessica Alba. We sat knee to knee, you know, mm-hmm. biting our fingernails until fast Willie Parker busted it and uh, kind of put the game, not out of reach, but uh, that was a, the decisive play in Super Bowl Forty.
3: And go. then Dave Martin, stood up and cheered, and Jessica Alba was just like, thank goodness Dave is no longer touching my knee. <laughs> I had just moved to Detroit uh, when that when that Super you Bowl. Did?
1: That was a cold freaking week. We were there for Kimmel. We did a week of shows, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live out there in Detroit. Snow, crazy. We didn't stay. We discussed this, Martin. We stayed in uh, Southfield, Michigan, which was um, – I don't know. It seemed like 45 minutes by the time we got on the bus. Southfield's
3: not. Southfield's strong, 248, representing Southfield, Michigan. It borders Detroit, but where you were staying is anywhere probably from 20 to 35 minutes from the heart of the city, depending on traffic. I used to live in West Bloomfield, Michigan, which is actually... Forty-five minutes away from Detroit.
2: All right, I'd okay. like Marty Weiss to answer for all. Uh, Ironically
3: enough, there's probably forty-five people minimum in West Bloomfield, Michigan, actually named Marty Weiss. Is that Mar- right? Why? <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's a uh, well, everybody I would know named Marty Weiss. I would go and meet them, or not meet them, but see them at like the deli when I go get a corned beef sandwich. That's where the Marty Weisses would be.
1: That's uh, you you're, you're making a joke though, but there's like one other guy named Martin Weiss.
3: No, I'm no, 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 no. Martin. I don't know. I can't speak on, but like yeah. Marty and Weiss is he's saying know. stogie smoking old Jewish fellas. You
1: know, I, hear, ball
2: I know. I, what you get it. I know. What saying, I'm
1: telling the fact
2: you, I'm that you met you. more than
3: one. All, All right. right, Several, several. I say 45 is right. exaggeration, but definitely more than you more than must answer of in my age group.
2: You must answer for the fraudulence of people in Detroit who claim they say Detroit style pizza, which is square thick pizza with sauce on the top and and be like, Oh, it's Detroit style pizza. Yeah. It's also Sicilian style pizza. And I'm not a a wizard when it comes to world history, but I'm almost positive Sicily preceded Detroit in, Mm, in uh, man's recorded history.
3: Right. All I know is I'm going to be watching football this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. And I will not see any commercials for Sicilian, for Sicilian style pizza. And I will see a ton for Detroit. So Doesn't make it right.
2: And it wasn't right that after that Super Bowl victory, we jumped on a red eye the entire Kimmel show and flew back to L.A. And 3 a.m. and I had to wake up and do a 6 a.m. radio show. I didn't have to wake up. I was doing the all nighter. Of course, I was trying to get a a, a just 20 minute nap in before doing a 6 to 10 a.m. radio show. And uh, and that was derailed by Sal sending over a 50 something year old uh, stripper on roller skates. 30,000 feet. Hold
1: on. I believe she was in her 60s. Give me some credit here. And we hadn't given you the proper uh, bachelor party. You were getting married. So maybe you were already married. I don't know. I I think it was a a postmortem thing. Well, thank you. um, It
3: was a pox on the wedding. Thank you. you (laughs) The entire marriage. Marty Weiss's uh, girlfriend, probably. <laughs>
1: right, Martin. Maybe if they started putting French fries on this Detroit-style pizza, Dave would come aboard. But who knows? No, I don't all know. Dave
2: would say is,
3: "Ah, uh, oh, what do you mean French fries? They're not even from France. They originated in America." <laughs> oh, I
2: love I love Sicilian-style pizza. Believe me, I'm first. I love in line American for fries. The they're the best. Crunchy, airy dough. All right, I'm gonna try this again.
1: Check out the Extra Points Arcade. ExtraPoints.com/arcade. Free to play games. Our NFL pick 'em. We have our prop quiz. We got lots going on. Uh, Yes, free prizes. Of course, the prizes are free. Imagine if we made you pay for prizes. We don't do it. (laughs) ExtraPoints.com slash Arcade NFL. Let's look ahead to the biggest games. As far as I can tell, there are two.
3: (laughs) Chiefs, Titans,
1: Ravens, Bengals. But before we do that, we are going to do week seven in a minute. Now, we did this last week. Now, babyface Joel Solomon, how many do we get? I think we put the over-under at three and a half games we would actually get to. And we, we covered, I think, seven. Is that right? Uh, it was six. It was six. It was six? Okay. All right. So let's try to do better here. And like I said, we'll go into uh, those other two games in more detail. But for now, I'm going to read the, the game and the spread. And Martin, you go first. And then Dave, you go second. Who you're picking. Um, let's do it. Starting... Now, Ravens minus six and a half. Home for the Bengals. I like the Bengals. Letdown game for the Ravens.
3: Ravens, Mahomes, Herbert Burrow is next on the list of Ravens quarterback, uh, opposing Ravens quarterbacks to go down.
2: I mean, we didn't need all that detail. This is we're trying to quick pick <laughs> oh, this, no. Marty Weiss. And then you start in with the Mahomes, <laughs> this and that. Oh, boy. I'm taking the Bengals.
1: All right. Carolina at New York Giants. Carolina minus three. I'm going Sammy D at MetLife Stadium.
3: He gets his mojo back. In the Harry versus Eddie Spaghetti Bowl, I'm going with Sam Darnold. Panthers, next. It's all Panthers all weekend. Let's go Green Bay Bay minus seven and a
1: half over Washington. I am taking Green Bay. They are a juggernaut on big spreads against crappy teams. They cover easily.
3: I'm taking the Pack as well. Packers.
1: Kansas City minus four and a half at Tennessee. Another big letdown game for Tennessee. After playing Monday night short week, I'm going Kansas City. King Henry,
2: give me the Titans. Four and a half now. Wow. All right, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Titans here. All right, we we went over here. All right, so we got to like uh, what
1: did we get to like three and a half games? I, mean, I don't even think I. Well, that's
2: Marty game. Weiss's fault. Oh, Mar yeah. went
1: crazy, there went you nuts go. with that. All right, let's stay with this. Um, let's stay with this Kansas City Tennessee game. Four and a half. Yeah, you're right, check. Well, because it was like six, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: gone down the FanDuel.com/slash-extra-points. That's where you get all your. Sports gambling action. Four and a half. All right. So I, I I touched on it a little bit. And this is what Harry calls the by bicuspid. Now, Harry's an imbecile, my friend Harry, as we know. But mm-hmm. his thing is... Hoagie Bear. That's right. We had a bunch of hockey names. We went crazy with the Harry names. But um, the Bills beat the crap out of the Chiefs. The Titans beat the Bills. So you would think that the Titans would beat the Chiefs. No, the try-by Cuspid tells you that the Chiefs will beat the Titans. Now, I'm not really going... I don't know why it's the by Cuspid. I get the try part. There's three teams involved. Maybe even the by B.I. because there were two games we're comparing. But the Cuspid thing, I'm not sure. Maybe we maybe he meant Custard. I don't know what it is. But uh, short week that secondary is decimated for the Titans. I just think Mahomes names his score here. And Chiefs rush defense not as bad as people might think 133 yards per game but the last two or three games they've done better. I like the Chiefs here. You never love them to cover, but this is kind of their zone of uh, where they cover on the road between 4 and 6 points.
3: Yeah, I'm taking the Titans. I just that Chiefs runs defense, I know you just said it's not as bad as it, but the thing about the Tennessee Titans, when you look at the way that they played in the second half, Derrick Henry ripped off some big runs, but it was more about their ability to move the ball through the air because, like, everybody was worried about Derrick Henry ripping off big runs. The Titans are going to be able to control the ball in this game. Both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are on an injury report. And if those two guys at any point in time go down, it means we'll cancel Christmas for Patrick Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City. Well, that's that's big news, cancel Christmas. That's, I'm just uh, saying, our, our Hanukkah. If you're of that persuasion, but I, I, you know, all I'm Trump is, stuff right there. <laughs> all I'm right. saying is that you know I just don't see the Chiefs being able to stop the Titans on offense. And if any, if the Chiefs' offense is is not it's not the juggernaut that it once was, even mm-hmm. though they just went out against Washington and then really ran it up. All right, check you with me, well, or I, with
2: Martin. I I do think I mean too much has been made about this. The league has figured out Mahomes' jazz, jazz but he is throwing some picks it's more an issue and it continues to be with the defense side note to what marty weiss uh, mentioned there with the pass catchers i think mahomes it's something that we've been talking about for the last couple few weeks here they need to figure out a third target there um we'll see if if, if josh gordon emerges at any point Meanwhile, yeah, anytime anytime <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> few years even like a decade or <laughs> no, so. No, but He's at a least weird, couple
1: weeks. Like, I, I, I yeah, remember. you're right. I guess, I guess it takes some time. Did he?
2: I, I didn't even uh, look after the game. Did he catch a ball? Even did he get a target last week? He got I don't the know. one in the first quarter. He definitely two weeks had ago. two targets. Oh, he did. Um, I, I will those. say, anytime touchdown, a good uh, little side Ooh. play is uh, Miko Hardman. I think that they need to figure out how to start jamming the ball into somebody besides those top mm-hmm. two. This is the week to do it against uh, a, a pretty dicey. Back end for the Tennessee defense. I hear you. Now it's down to four and a half, man. I really am tempted to go to KC, but as you mentioned, they rarely cover. I like Derrick Henry beating them up. The question is now Julio Jones back in practice on Thursday uh, at the time of this recording. I don't know if AJ Brown's going to play, but if those two guys are right, they should torment the, the KC defense. Mm.
1: All right, well, I'm going to have the Chiefs on uh, Moneyline Parlay. We're going to get to our pups of the week in a minute, but it really just seems like there's a lot of favorites. Like, is a, are the Ravens going to win? Are the Packers going to win? Are the Chiefs going to win? And then those and the Patriots, and those, those monster, monster favorites, Rams over Detroit, Tampa over Chicago, Arizona over the Texas.
2: Be careful. Those can't They're all eliminated. come true. Ten, right. uh, three, three, three Three-team teaser, Sal? This is, your, uh, this is your Ballywick. Is this where we go? Because – Certainly one of those at least ain't going to come through. This is pro football after all. You know who I'm looking at? The team that probably ends up hoisting the Lombardi when it's all said and done. The Buccaneers, that's a a huge number for them to be thrown out.
1: And one of their last losses, right, against the Bears, uh, 12-and-a-half. Home against well, Chicago. It was a good defense. Yeah, I'm taking the points there. That was the one when Tampa put up the four. He he almost. I mean, he almost convinced the refs that it was fourth down and not fifth down. But that's right. Not quite. But,
3: that's right. But not to your Tompa. point, check about the last time. The last time we had like three big, super big spreads like this was week two, mm-hmm. and Tampa covered their big spread. They only covered they that one. They covered me teasing it up seven, and they won by 23 points. You
2: needed the teaser, though, to, for that to hit, all three of those to hit. Thank goodness we floated that because that that, uh, that margin provided by the 10 points uh, was necessary, I think, for Cleveland, if memory serves. Yep.
1: All right, Ravens-Bengals. Sheck, I know you're all over this game. I'm going to take the Bengals plus the six and a half points. I might be playing the zag the wrong way. Martin and I had the Lions over the Bengals last week as our Pup of the Week, and the Bengals went out. I mean, we, we Martin, we didn't have a – for a minute we weren't in that game. I mean, it was terrible. They went out there. Um, now, my whole thing is Joe Bar- – this is a dumb analysis, but if he can get through a game, they have a chance in every single game, right? Do the, how protected do they leave him? How, how unprotected is that offensive line when uh, when they go up against the Ravens' front seven? Ravens look great against the Chargers. I was, I'm going to say I was the only one lone wolf here at the 11 um, extra points talent. I was the only one to have them, but I think they let down just a bit. And I like the Bengals plus the points Martin and then check, because I know check, you have bigger plans for this game.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I like the Ravens, actually. I think if you if we think about it, check alluded to it earlier, Mahomes, the league, figured him out. Well, the team that would have figured him out would have been the Baltimore Ravens, right? That was when everybody was like, oh, my God, Lamar Jackson can – I mean, not Lamar Jackson, but oh, my God, Mahomes can throw a September interception? Go figure, right? All of Twitter went nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you saw what they just did to Justin Herbert in that offense. I feel I really do feel like Joe Burrow is next on the list. Um I think that we have to stop, like, this This Baltimore team. They get, they've get they been getting by kind of, like, in weird ways. But when you look at Cincinnati, they're not going to keep tight ends to help block. They're not going to keep running backs in to help block. Baltimore's going to blitz, right? That's, like, the most common thing ever. And if Joe Burrow gets hit, which he will, and if he gets hurt, which he has a few times this year, it's going to be the Ravens. And the Ravens will be able to run the ball in Bengals and – even though the Bengals' defense has really been how they've been winning games, they haven't given up. I think the most the most points they've given up was 27, and that was an overtime. But I yeah. like the Ravens to win a low-scoring game. But like generally, when the Ravens are a favorite, I feel like they kind of beat up on teams too. So I, I see this being like a 10-point win.
1: All right, Shaq, there's your moment to shine. Three and one Died. against the spread in the last four uh, against Zach Taylor, the Ravens are.
2: But first of all, the Chargers game last week against Baltimore in Charm City was the anomaly. Don't worry. This happens to even 21st century juggernaut teams. They get whipped for whatever reason, and you feel well, like,
1: oh, they're reason, fraudulent. It's not whatever it ha- reason. Their run defense is bad, and it has been. It's not, not just
2: one week. So, each team keep, has a you- chance. You keep pointing to that, and you're absolutely right. Okay. I, as I, long
1: as they're in that 30 second spot for run defense,
2: I will keep pointing to it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't provide much pushback, much like the Chargers' run defense um, on that. I still have them going to the Super Bowl. Nevertheless, I think that that performance from the Ravens was the anomaly, even though they're five and one and looking great and a Super Bowl contender and all of that. That's the weird result. Go back through the remainder of what they've done through the first third of the season. I think as uh, they're human beings and as an empath, I can relate to what they're they're doing. It feels like the Ravens keep having big time games against big time opponents. At some point they're going to slip up. I think the, uh, I think that the Bengals come out um, with, uh, with a sense of, you know uh, we've arrived kind of thing. They almost had that moment against um, the Packers a couple of weeks ago. I think they get over the hump this week and I think they make the AFC North Awfully juicy going forward with the Browns right there and a big one coming up with Pittsburgh paying a visit to them next week. And uh, I think it's about to get really exciting in that uh, in that great division. Check. Are you willing to make that your pup of the week? You won last week. You had the Raiders
1: over the Broncos. Like I said, Martin and I just uh, we that's took three out of a,
2: that's three out of five at minimum. I'm Pretty not good. sure, but I've, I've I've given you three pups correctly. We so each pick an underdog
1: of uh, plus one fifty or more, and this certainly qualifies. If you go in Bengals
2: over the Ravens congratulations everybody if you're within the sound of my voice i got great news for you i got a chance for you to make some easy money cincinnati bengals over the baltimore ravens on the money line sure mm. you could play them uh, take the take the points but you know what that's just surviving you want to live bet the money line and the cats pop of the week cats make sense of it i don't have time for it
1: i do want to caution you i made that same joke when when we, Martin and I, took the Bengals over the, I'm sorry, we took the Lions over the Bengals, I said my pup of the week is a cat, and I don't, I don't know if it's an omen, but I don't know. I, I don't it's know not, it's but we do, do appreciate
2: all the uh, Extra Point listeners who hit us up, all the yeah. helpy helpers out there with, uh, with actual information about who would win in a Lion versus a Bengal Tiger fight. It turns yeah. out that the Bengal Tiger... Would win by, I mean, it seems like the collective wisdom is that the Tiger would win. We don't need to go down that I just, rabbit hole. I love again. the surprise hole that, that the Martin was
3: correct. Pup. That's really, you know, the, the surprise and shock in your voice that Martin was correct. You know, hear me now, believe me later. It's okay. I know. We were correct with everything but the pick itself. All right, but Bengals <laughs> plus 220. That's a nice, hefty,
1: juicy underdog there. All right, Martin, I'll let you go. What's your pup of the week?
3: I'm taking, it's plus 160, right? I'm taking the Colts. As yeah, my pub of the week. The one, called
1: 176 now.
3: Yep. So well, I'm saying the the threshold was plus one sixty. Oh, yeah, so yeah, plus yeah, one seventy six right. qualifies. Yep. I said on Wednesday I think the Colts are due for a run. I think that run is about to start right here. I don't really care who's playing quarterback for the 49ers. The Colts played a pretty solid defense. As long as Carson West doesn't turn the ball over. I think and I think Jonathan Taylor's gonna have another big day.
1: See, I like this too. <laughs>
2: I want you laughing? I like this too. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a fun asterisk to throw in on something like, well, as long as Carson Wentz doesn't turn the ball over. That's <laughs> wow. a, that's like this offense is really doing great stuff. It's a shame that with the turnovers, because the offense was really humming. Otherwise, like, yeah, well, that's part of the offense is Come not on, turning Marvel. the ball over. But Don't all right, I, I get you. It's an interesting spot. It, I, I, I like it, but the Niners know that their season is in peril. So yeah. I feel like they, they got to have this one. I like the
1: fact that they're not expected to score a zillion points, the 49ers. So that'll keep the Colts in it. And like Martin says, you could limit the turnovers, Carson Wentz. I do like what I saw of that offense. It would have been three in a row had they held on to beat the Ravens, right? They would have been clicking all cylinders. Now, a team that's Mm. not clicking, you're not going to like this, guys. But we can't have all favorites winning. Like I said, those three big favorites, everyone loves the Ravens. Everyone loves the Packers. Everyone loves the Chiefs. And everyone loves the New England Patriots. And it's a mistake. It's a mistake, I tell you. The Jets. Wow. I get no it. Way. I get it. They've lost 11 in a row against New England. It's a must win. The Patriots, this would be their fifth home loss. It's a rematch with week two. Wilson threw four picks, three in a row, I think, uh, at some point early. And, you know, Belichick could throw all these crazy, weird schemes at him defensively. Well, let's remember that game. The Jets held the Patriots to 260 yards of offense. They were 3 of 12 on third down. Why is this such a sure thing? Why the Patriots are not They're not going to go out there and score 40. And here's the thing about the Jets. They beat Derrick Henry and the Titans. Why can't they beat the Patriots? I don't think this Patriots team is good. That's why I was going to be so upset if the Cowboys blew that game. I think this is a junk team. I think a lot hangs on the coach and the history and all that. But they have 11 turnovers this year. They're getting punts blocked. You know, there's strip sacks. Their running backs are fumbling. The Jets come hungry. Not only do they cover... They are going to win this game, and we're going to see why Zach Wilson went ahead of Mac Jones. Twenty to sixteen, Jets plus two forty-five. Go ahead, kill me now. Kill me with this bad pick.
3: Uh, that's just that's just <laughs> that's just a level of incredible. I wasn't ready for. I thought seven was too high. I teased New England down with Green Bay to try hmm. to you know to get a little New England money line. Green Bay two and a half you know, teaser action going. I, I don't necessarily think that New England is going to cover, but the idea that I would just pick the New York Jets to win two games in a row, Sal? Why are the, I, I get
1: it, but they're off the bye, right? Why, is, why are the Titans a less impressive feat than the Patriots at this point? Shaq, right? Can't Zach Wilson have the ball in the fourth quarter
2: with a chance to win? Well, if I buy your premise, then I can see the Jets winning the game. And your premise is that the Patriots are not mediocre. It's that they suck. Right. I I mean, that's, that's, well, that's what you're saying. And, you know, we looked you know, in the moment of the end of the 2020 season, you kind of looked at the Patriots and said, man, things got bad for them when Cam got COVID and they, they just never really rebounded. But all in all, not terrible. Would well, they finished seven and nine, right? And it was like, yeah, they weren't as bad as painted. It just wasn't to the New England state, the Belichick standard. No wonder why. When did anything change between nineteen and twenty? Um, I think so, it's worse this year. And by the way, I had them as a player. I don't know how team, that could so, be, so, though. So, so I, I, I just uh, my what What's interesting, and we talked about it on minus three with Kevin Hench, and if you're right that the Jets win this game outright, I have a feeling Kevin Hench might have have things to say. He might complain no, that no, he's spaghetti and so. me next week about it. Um, it's everything close to the best I don't know. A, a fun what-if is, or a curious one is, do you think if Belichick had to do it again, that he still takes Mac Jones in that spot? Because they might be better off running with cam newton i feel like all the free agent moves um were to sort of play a a, a big eight offense with yeah, number maybe. one under center and now once they got mac jones in there and they liked it what, what he was doing and everything they felt like well now we got to turn the keys over to this kid i wonder if that's gonna i, loom don't, think he the I don't think he's the
1: problem i don't think he's the problem he's fine um you know shows some Flashes of brilliance, but
2: it's the whole team. It's just uh, just a, any other team now,
1: I think, with the turnover. Well, Hench
2: is out on him, man. He- Kevin Hench, beloved or uh, Boston sports lover, of course, has now decreed that Belichick is old and the game has passed him by. People have turned quick. And, and he knows Patriots he doesn't team. have the horses. That's why he's not going for it on fourth and
3: two. I just, right? just want to know how good are the Cowboys then? Because this team that you just said, the Jets, the New no, York football Jets are going to beat on Sunday, was in overtime with the New England Patriots.
2: Oh, you can't. Don't get into that hairy jive of looking at uh, Cowboys looking out, week-to-week they, results. They, they, they had 200 you can't get more yards.
1: They had 200 more yards, and yeah, I'm not counting the minus 20 that uh, – Trayvon Diggs provided with the interception return for the touchdown. That's 200 more yards. And we're counting the Bourne touchdown, 75 yards. So they beat him up. It it sucked that the Patriots, you could say they blew the game because they were in position to win. But Cowboys, the thing that gives,
2: the thing that to me makes me pause before I say, yes, this is a get right game for the Patriots is coming off the bye. Does the rookie Zach Wilson, was that a was that a chance for him to gather himself mentally and figure things out a little bit um, looking at film? And and maybe that's the opportunity. But, you know, I know that um, Davis Mills lit up Belichick and, and, and therefore disrupted the thing of, of Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks. I, I'm inclined to think Belichick gets back to that and takes right. care of Zach Wilson. They, I, I think they win that game by double digits. Wow. The Patriots. OK. All right. I'm I don't think they're this. world beaters, but I just think that they're, you know, I think that this is a game that they we'll should be able to take care it of. It just
1: team. I watched the game and not even because Tom Brady's not there, it just doesn't seem like a Patriots team. I'm just feeling like I'm watching a bottom third team like anybody else and they can't get get it done and they were lucky to be um close with the Cowboys. All right, we did this last week. I hit on this. Uh yeah, Jonathan Taylor was 16 to 1 to lead the Sunday running backs in rushing, and he had like 145, I think. Good job by him. I'm going again with a 16 to one. Aaron Jones. We haven't seen a ton at Aaron Jones. He went for a Buck 03 against the Bengals a couple weeks ago. The football team allows 114 per game on the ground. By the way, they're last in passing yards. Can you imagine what happened to this defense? Last in, uh, in passing, uh, the Washington football team. But 114 a game on the ground. Packers, I think, get a big lead early. They pound Aaron Jones of closer to 19 to 21 carries and 158 rushing. What do you think? What's your wide receiver quarterback or running back leader of the week?
3: My, my I'm going to go gonna with – okay. oh, go ahead, Marty. Go ahead, Marty Weiss. Okay. All right, I'll go with my quarterback of the week is one John Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit or Detroit's coming out here rather to L.A. He's going to throw a party. He's going to throw absolute, absolute, absolute mm. party. Wow. All right. Are we, are we invited to that party? I mean, we're around here, right? We should go to that. It is right down the street. I should call my yeah. buddy, right? Yeah. But no, it's uh, that's plus 850. Matt Stafford to have the most passing yards on Sunday. All right. Shaq? I love that because uh, it, it's really fascinating to me that uh,
2: the idea – that where Sean McVay is because he said I mishandled the the golf departure so he probably wants to take it easy on on the kid you know a little bit Mm -hmm. but on the other hand Matthew Stafford probably wants to hang one on on the Lions and McVay is in charge of what happens in either direction so it'll be curious to see how that turns out I'm gonna go with an Eddie Spaghetti made a great point on minus three yesterday that I when I look at two bum teams playing each other I kind of move on to the next game and and try not to wager any loot on it the falcons mm-hmm. and dolphins but the dolphins coming off the trip to london they don't even give them a week off disrespectful meantime the falcons got a week off calvin ridley's back i think that that's a sneaky great play the falcons over the dolphins um it, it, head to head but i also like calvin ridley coming back plus 12, 1200 number two matt ryan Reminds everybody that uh, right. that he still is a pretty good quarterback. In fact, he's been doing it for the last couple of weeks now. Give me uh, Matt Ryan throwing the ball to Calvin Ridley. All right, that's a fun one. Kyle Pitts um, also has a big game, so now they're going to fixate the Dolphins a little bit on the uh, on the emerging rookie tight end. This opens things up a little bit for Calvin Ridley, who's been quiet by his standards so far. By the way, year.
1: they they uh, they do ask every team if they want the buy after London, and some turn it down. So it's not like ah. a, yeah, it's not a mm. it's not a leak thing. They they go out. I don't know why anyone would turn it down, but I guess this would be an early. Yeah, I don't even know when the Dolphins buy is, but this might seem too early.
2: Well, there's great take. news though on on that on the Dolphins front. Uh, Brian Flores, because all the news about Deshaun Watson getting traded, mm. uh, Flores said, uh, "No, two is our quarterback." So that oh, settles that, and we never have to think about it again. So right. that's not we'll going to happen. We'll the think coach about said it, one it so more why time. would he? Why, when Matt Hasselback comes on.
1: Actually, he's in the waiting room. Let's, uh, let's bring him up.
2: Hey, FanDuel Sportsbook
1: wants you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay, three legs or more. If your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. Yes, I don't know whether you like the Ravens or the Bengals. How about Lamar over rushing yards? Lamar to score a touchdown and the Ravens to cover. That's a three-leg parlay. That fits our same game parlay description. You'll get better odds than just taking the Raven spread or the money line. Do it. Fast payouts within two hours. Easy to use, safe, and secure. It's America's number one sports book. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code extra points. If your first bet loses, you get up to 1000 bucks back in site credit. That's promo code extra points. If you have a gambling problem, call one 800 step or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat for Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit Fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. The Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. And check us out in Connecticut. Fandle, yes, in Connecticut. We're live, easy to use, and navigate. Do it. Fandle.com. Slash extra points. All right, our guest today led the Seattle Seahawks to the Super Bowl, and then the refs did their thing, and his team unfortunately lost. But on Monday night, he will be a big winner as he's rightfully and finally inducted into the Seahawks Ring of Honor. You can see him on ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Matt Hasselbeck, thanks for being here.
0: Hey, that's quite an introduction. I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Yes, and well, it's a big night. Monday, Ring of Honor. Um, you, you don't have to wear those terrible color rush jerseys, right? You could do, you bring your, any <laughs> of your jerseys hanging in your closet.
0: I would love to, you know, they do give me a sport coat for this thing. If it's a color rush sport coat, it'd be kind of, I'd <laughs> be pretty fly. Actually. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could rock it, but, um, I'm sure it would look good.
1: Yeah. That's going to be great. The crowd will be going nuts. 12th man. Um, we were talking the other day, Dave and I were discussing, maybe Martin, we were discussing how there is a a lack of bald quarterbacks in the NFL and that you may be the best one of all time. I don't know that this will be mentioned in the ring of honor ceremony, but I'm telling you, I'm talking about it right now.
0: I mean, best looking for sure. You know, like, uh, <laughs> I think that the one of my main regrets in life and definitely in my football career is that I held onto my hair too long. Uh, the problem was for us is that my backup quarterback or the guy that was, I was, you know, Competing with at the time was Trent Dilfer, who was already bald. Right. Our punter was Jeff Fiegels who was bald. Our captain on special teams, like Isaiah Kazavinsky, the linebacker from Harvard, he was bald. Our equipment guy that we hung out with, he was like we would have just looked like like this, I don't know, like a biker gang or something. So I went with the old man cul-de-sac look, hold on too long. It was a terrible look, but uh I just wasn't really sure. It's that in-between stage, you're never sure
2: what you're never really sure what to do with your hair.
1: Yeah, like breaking bad reboot in Seahawks camp that year. Yeah.
2: For sure. <laughs> More was. dignified though, because you say held on to your hair, but maybe the greatest bald quarterback is Terry Bradshaw, but he literally could hold on to his hair because he took uh, it off yeah. before and after ball games. So <laughs> That's
0: interesting. He's got the Super Bowl ring, so that's that's good. That's There's a picture in the NFC Championship game. I remember I had a hat on, and Terry Bradshaw's presenting the Hallis Trophy at at the you know on the podium there. And at that point, I was like a little insecure about my baldness, right? And I was definitely like, and Terry Bradshaw, classic Terry Bradshaw style, just like rips my hat off and puts his right cheek of his face next to my (laughs) left cheek of my face. And like, we're doing this like amazing, like bald is beautiful type photo. And I started getting endorsement deals for like all these, um, you know, like head shaving products. Oh, that's great. You know, during Super Bowl week. But I was super paranoid that it was like all a ploy to get like real slick, like slippery, like baby oil type substances on my hands. And so I wouldn't touch it before the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, this is a trick. It's a Trojan horse. It's a Steeler fan doing this to me or something. And uh, (laughs) years later, now I use the product to shave my head. But I was so paranoid for the Super Bowl.
3: I, I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to bring this up because, but now that we've spent so much time talking about the fact that you're bald, I feel obligated to do so. I grew up in New Orleans. I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. So when y'all won the division going. at seventy nine, <laughs> that was like I, I irrationally hated you, Marshawn Lynch, all of it. But it made me so much more upset, and has ruined balding athletes for me going forward. Now, like Alex Caruso. I, I I had no like I could I could not see him and think he was like a good basketball player or anything because the whole time I was watching you, just throw a party on the Saints. I was like, this guy doesn't even have hair. He's bald. Do something. <laughs> and I, and to this day, now people will be watching the game and guy be going bald. A uh, guy will be balding. They're like, get his bald ass out of here. People are like, what do you have against bald <laughs> wow. people? And I'm now I'm thinking about it. It's Matt freaking Hasselbeck. Well, it's an it's an unathletic look, you know.
0: If you don't shave it all the way, like I think the best example for me right now is Hunter Renfro of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, that dude is a killer in the slot. That dude is like uncoverable at times. Then he gets to the sideline and takes his hat his helmet off, and you're like, huh what <laughs> you're the guy we can't cover it's 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 like a well, pickup basketball game at lunch or something to get some guy with a knee sleeve on and he's bald you just don't <laughs> you surprise Yeah. Me.
2: usually the bald guy wears his sock who, who doesn't shave it all the way clean also pulls his socks up to his knees uh, and he defends you 27 feet from the rim like right <laughs> your face he's all over you're like settle down fella now by the, the way by the, okay. uh, I, the, the 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 um the patron saint for people like me who have the flesh yamaka in the back. Yeah. The sunroof, the, the sunroof, right. Manu Ginobili, you know, he, he was uh, <laughs> like, I, I always thought, right. man, maybe you just take that thing off. Cause that ain't looking that, that does not look very tough. Um, yeah. In, on an NBA playoff floor.
0: By hey, the way, wait. Wait. It's impressive. I think like bald guys everywhere, balding guys, you know, male pattern baldness. When they see like Ginobili like balling out out there, it's kind of like, all right. Yeah, that, that's like my new favorite guy. I remember looking up to Jason Kidd, uh, you <laughs> right. know, Cal Ripken Jr. You know, I loved every Bruce Willis movie. Woody Harrelson, Michael Jordan, you know, it just the list goes on and on. Rob? But,
1: yeah, of course. You know, Rob. Yeah. Well, I thought, I think, and this may be where you thought Martin was going with this, with Drew Brees, who he now mysteriously has hair on television. Hmm. And this didn't happen to you, Matt, when you turned your career to TV. Uh, This happened, like, Brian Urlacher did it too, right? Like, this is, um, is this a surprise to you? Do you feel like this is, um... Like when short people wear lifts, it's like, oh, you're (laughs) cheating here to get an acting role. I know it was a big uh, thing on Uh, Seinfeld. Yeah,
0: I'm going to sit this one out. That's uh, I I don't know that I'm ready to really process it, you know, like, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) erlocker Wes Welker. There's some of these guys yeah. like I, I, I'm not ready to, you know, I don't know. And what, what are they, I guess the question is what do they feel about me and my baldness, you know, I like, it, around, you know, I don't know. You and Ed
2: Harris, you're, you're, you're virally masculine cause you're not, cause you're not worrying about it. Like, uh, like those yeah. Dane guys are. Well, I would say um, this,
0: I, I think one of the best looking bald guys, ironically is Jason Witten. You know, and Jason Whitten, you know, I don't know what happened there for a second, but he he look. I think he looks awesome the way he is right now. So anyway, shout out to uh, to Jason Whitten for looking good right now. That's nice. That's nice. you
1: uh, I want to say now that the Manning cast has been so successful. Have you gone to the executives at Bristol and say, hey, how about a Hasselbeck brothers uh, little little duet here?
0: I actually like sitting on my own couch with a red solo cup watching the Manning cast. So okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't need cameras. I sort of like um, being off during the games, but uh, you know, maybe someday uh, I've done, I did a, uh, I did a mega cast. I've done a mega cast for the wild card game last year. It was the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson against Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill and Tennessee Titans. That's right. And it was a, it was an interesting dynamic because it was like rotating people. So It was Rex Ryan, Teddy Bruschi. It was like super great. But we also had Keyshawn Johnson sort of hosting it. And, you know, I felt like Keyshawn was more like an expert as a football player more so than like a host so i think that it would have been really really fun if like we all had beverages and food but we were in a studio and uh yeah. kind of like had to go to commercials but sterilize it yeah, it was right. fun but I, I i think uh peyton and eli are doing an awesome job well, i I'll think tell you eli what, is star. how
1: about this we i would watch a simulcast of you and tim with the red cups watching peyton and eli like I, I, I would, I would even watch
3: that. I think that's fine. You know
0: what? I, I just really like. We know Peyton's personality, but I don't think a lot of people have really seen the sure. real version of Eli. You know, because yeah. he's so bu- buttoned up and measured. And uh, my dad was actually teammates with Archie Manning in 1984, the Minnesota Vikings. We were like three and 13 that year. Not not great football necessarily, but great youth football at practice. I can promise you that with Cooper Manning, Peyton Manning, those guys. But um, just knowing their personalities, they're actually very, very funny guys. So I'm glad that that's starting to come out and people get to see that side of them.
3: Oh, for sure.
2: Um, I, I think the red know. solo cup thing is curious to me. So are you having a kegger at the house? or You're you're, you're Matt Hasselbeck. You don't have a fancy glass mug to, to
0: drink your booze out of. I, I like the mystery. I like the mystery of it. You know, there's a lot of judgment in what you decide to drink, but uh, I'm a calorie counter right now, you know? So, you know, like, uh, like is a seltzer, like how are people going to feel about me drinking a seltzer? You know? So like if a red solo cup needs to be my friend, it'll be my friend.
2: Oh, like Interesting. That. All right.
1: Now, I, you maybe not want to talk about this, but it's too bad. I know who wasn't your friend many years back in that Super Bowl. Dave's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I did a deep dive. I remember the game, of course, but I went an hour and a half on this. On I have to ask, which of the 17 blown calls against the Seahawks in Super Bowl oh, 40 was your least favorite? <laughs>
0: Well I'm not going to blame the officials for that uh Super Bowl but the 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 turning point for me in that game was the holding call we called it, we had the ball in the threw a pass to Jeremy Stevens on the one yard line mm-hmm. and uh, they, we called a holding call on our right tackle and you know the I think it was Clark Hagan's got a great jump or too good of a jump, but he got a great jump. We got a holding call and that really turned the tide of the game. And I, for me, learning lesson for me, you know, we had the best goal line back in football and Sean Alexander. We really know we would have scored in that situation, but instead I lost my cool. Like I absolutely lost my cool. And the very next play, the clock's running down on the play clock. I don't, I have not recovered from my anger. You know, the play clock's like 40 seconds or whatever it is. And, and I have not recovered and in anger, like I throw the ball where I, you know, just in a, just a frustration and it gets intercepted. Um, and that was really the turning point of the game. And, and I did get called for a penalty on my yeah. tackle, which is unfortunate, but um but that was the turning point in the game. That was a tough that was a tough blow for us. But again, it wasn't the refs' fault. Like we didn't play our best. And that's that's know. our
2: guy. That's our guy, Ike Taylor, who picked him too, who famously or infamously could never catch the ball, but he did catch it in the title like, game and then in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, you could, you could have got that interception
2: though. Listen, like I want to say this about, no, no, no. This Clark no, Higgins,
1: d- hold on. Uh, this is a, That was a nice sanitized version, diplomatic. I appreciate it. Clark Hagan's is offsides. Locklear reaches out to protect you, Matt. And then he gets called for the hold. And then, like you said, the next play, and it was a phantom block below the belt. That was a, a crazy penalty against you there. And we're not even talking about the Daryl Jackson call or or anything and the Big Ben sneak. That The
2: Daryl Jackson, guy. that's the one. The Daryl Jackson one was a push-off. I mean, that's, that's oh, OPI. You're not allowed to extend your arm like that. On the DB. That's what he did. I mean, it's a shame, but that's what happened. Matt's mm. being nice here. Uh, Matt's that's,
0: being nicer. I, 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 you know, again, not blaming officials. <laughs> that's
2: you know. what I like about eight. I, I talked was, to you eight in 2006, right after that game. And you were very nice about it. And I said, you're the only guy when, in the Seahawks organization who isn't blaming the refs. And I don't know what, how I said it, but you got mad at me on the air. We were on the radio together. <laughs> and I don't know what I was like. Wait, I'm complimenting you. But for some reason, you were wrong. I really get mad I mean, listen, I'll be I'll be
0: honest. It was it took a little bit to get over that loss because we really feel like we we're the best team in football that year. And it was a good lesson. It doesn't matter who the best team in football is it matters who wins the Super Bowl. You know, two teams show up and win the Super Bowl. The right. Pittsburgh Steelers were a wildcard team. They went on the road and won against good teams and got it done. And that's kind of the lesson. Um, and you see that you saw that lesson last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, I think after Week Five last year, they had a five or six percent chance of going and winning the Super Bowl. Couldn't even win their own division, and yet they win it. And there, everybody's picked to win it again. So it was a good lesson. You know, it just it just stunk. You know, we won 13 or 14 games that year, whatever it was, and yeah. we played a bad game in our first game of the year and our last game of the year, and it just uh, it sucks. But All that's right. that's what happened.
1: You know what also sucked? Mike Pereira jetting off to Costa Rica just minutes
2: after the game Not- oh, that was uh convenient yeah. right yeah. you know little- what are you Mike Holmgren now <laughs> <laughs> his uh progeny or something you don't have to stand up for the Seahawks just because we're talking to eight here but, but by the way Hasselbeck I'm curious about this because I talk about it all the time from the time you left the league which was feels like three minutes ago uh to now it feels like there's been a gargantuan leap in terms of the number of quarterbacks that are pretty good and viable options. I, I mean, like six, seven years ago, I used to say, how can we not find 32 human beings in a plan of the 7 billion to successfully play quarterback in pro football? Now I feel like there are at least 32 guys are, I, and the pipeline is rich in college. Do you agree with that? that? Or is it the rules that now slant so heavily in favor of quarterbacks and that's what makes it appear easier or they're just more – talented kids coming up and being taught earlier how to do it.
0: Yeah. I think it's a lot of different things. You got all these kids doing seven on seven leagues and all this kind of stuff. Now at a young age, I can promise you, I never did any of that stuff. I was playing tight end until I got to high school and I only got moved because I was too skinny to block anybody, you know? So like that's something the spread offense has like really just taken over college football. And now you've seen it come into the NFL RPO game instead of seven step drop back, uh, you know, drop back game, play action game, some of that type of stuff. You don't have to necessarily uh, learn blitz pickups like you had to do in the Troy Aikman years, if you will because there's a way to win with smoke and mirrors and RPO type stuff. But, you know, the, the rules are definitely a thing. I thought Tom Brady hit it on the head this year where he said, you know, we got to stop finding these defensive players for some of these hits and find the quarterbacks and the quarterback coaches for telling you it's okay to throw into that tight window um, where you're kind of laying somebody out, but it, it's, it's a lot of things. I think it's great for the game though. Obviously the scoring is fun. The quarterbacks are great. And, and there are some just, unbelievably talented guys Kyler Murray Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen just some young talent out there that's like I mean I played for a long time played with a lot of people I don't know that I've ever played with somebody as talented as as, as those three guys I just mentioned
1: what about uh, aside from them of course they're great but what about the crop of five that came up this year who excites you the most who do you like watching the most who do you think has the most promise
0: well, it's, it's tough because, like, it matters so much where you get drafted and who you get drafted to. And, like, are you thrown out right away? And, like, Zach Wilson, who's got an amazing arm. But, like, is that a great situation? No, I don't think that's a great situation. You know, Mac Jones playing right away. Uh, I think it's a pretty good situation because – of who's coaching him and who came before him. I thought Trey Lance had a chance because of how they were using him early. They didn't throw him to the wolves. They were using Jimmy G and they would bring Trey in in just special red zone situations, short yardage situations, gave him kind of a, a small menu to, to, to choose from. And he was doing that really well when Jimmy G got hurt and he had to play Is a disaster. You know, now you got a a kid who's very, very young. I think he's 21 years old. He's played one game since he was 20. That was against Central Arkansas. You know, like that's a tough situation. Justin Fields is the guy that I thought after the preseason, wow, this guy's got tremendous upside. He could be the next Russell Wilson type guy. But that's if they don't throw him to the Wolves too soon. And unfortunately, when Andy Dalton got hurt and the media was calling for it, I thought they went to him. Sooner than what would I would I would say would be ideal, and then yeah. he had one net passing yard against Cleveland, and and really looked like his his year was just going to be a total fail. But he's turned it around. Bill Lazor's calling plays for them now. Now, but I, I guess to summarize, it's more about the situation you go into than yeah. it is about the person. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll I see.
1: Think, I think we were spoiled by Herbert and Burrow, who were so good so immediately, right? And Burrow's uh, season was cut short, and even Tua, you know. But uh, now it's like these five are kind of the same. And like you said, it really depends on the situation, the team.
0: Yeah. And Herbert didn't play right away. You know, and exactly. I'm not saying you got to sit a guy the whole year, but sitting for a month. Now, like week five, you go into a game plan with a four game breakdown, which tells you basically who the opponent is. Weeks one, two, three and four. It's a blind date. Like they can do whatever they don't have to show you who they really are. And it's really hard to prepare in the first month of the season for that reason. So I, I kind of think of week five as that week where, all right, now it's safe to like run him out there and we can kind of understand like what atmosphere and what X's and O's we're, we're, we're throwing you out there for.
3: When you, when you say in the situation, are you meaning, are you at like, is it more so about the coaching staff or is it more so about the roster around it? Because like, like, I wonder about like a Trevor Lawrence or a Zach Wilson, who or a Zach Wilson, rather, I should say, who, first-year head coach, first-year offensive coordinator, and the backup quarterback is, is Mike White. it's not somebody who is, you know is, quote-unquote, a mentor, so to speak, ver- or a Trevor Lawrence, who has a first-year head coach, or Justin Fields, who has a coach who's been on the hot seat, versus Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, where Bill Belichick is not going anywhere no time soon. And, you know, Mac Jones walked in day one and was competing for the job. And depending on how you feel about Cam Newton, was probably going to get it. Yeah, I mean, it's all of
0: it. Like, I go back to my rookie year, okay? My rookie year, Mike Holmgren is the coach. Brett Favre is the starting quarterback, okay? They had just been in the Super Bowl. Favre just won the MVP. Our quarterback coach is this guy named Andy Reid. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, okay? Mm -hmm. The backup quarterback is this guy, Doug Peterson. Don't know if you've ever heard of him. The backup to him is Rick Meyer. I was the fourth string quarterback. It was like the Harvard Business School for a young quarterback. They were paying me to be there. I should have been paying them to be there. Now, was I allowed to talk in the meetings? No, I wasn't allowed to talk in the meetings. I was just allowed to be in the meetings. But when those meetings would end and we would walk from the quarterback meeting room to the locker room, I would walk next to Doug Peterson. I would ask Doug Peterson all the questions that I wanted to ask if I was allowed to ask. And I did that for a year. Like that was my first experience. Had I been drafted to some other team, some random team whose coach was terrible quarterback was selfish. They didn't have good backup quarterbacks and you know, a staff that maybe got fired the next year or should be fired the next year. I promise you, I would not have played 18 years in the NFL. I would not have been as successful as I was. I probably would have been like, One and done, just grouped in with a bunch of other guys that are just labeled like loser, bust, don't have it, you know, whatever. But instead, I was in fertile soil for young quarterbacks to grow, saw what it looked like to be a championship team. My locker was across from Reggie White next to Leroy Butler. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So some guys go to situations like that and some guys, you know, go to situations where, you're just not even sure what the plan
2: is.
1: That's great. Did you
2: answer. say though? Did he's you say go, when you check. walked he's in there a, like he's
1: got a hard out in like forty seconds?
2: Oh, okay. I just wondered if he if he said like I- I'm going to try out for a quarterback of the Packers and I'm going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do another. We'll have to do another one on that story. It's a it's a good story. And <laughs> the next one you got to tell us hot take it real quick. Russell Wilson, who you mentioned, this is his last year in Seattle, right? Oh, how does he could, hot take that? Real could quickly? could he be. He could say yes or no. He could say yes or no. Hey, and then we say goodbye. And that's the end of it. It's the NFL. Did we ever think that Aaron
0: Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay abruptly next year? Like, right. they didn't see it coming. So if it can happen to him, it can happen to anybody.
1: Matt Hasselbeck, I look forward to Monday night as the Seattle Seahawks honor the greatest bald quarterback of all time. Congratulations. Um, we're going to be watching and uh, we, we're excited to see you. On Sundays at ten A. M. on ESPN. Thanks for joining us, pal. All right, guys. See ya. He's a lot of fun. You see that check? He I like him. I like bet- him very much. He's he didn't awesome. Take the bait on the on the Super Bowl stuff. I mean, I won eleven in a row and lost, and I, I still want to blame the referees. And there wasn't one bad call last you night. You talk
2: about eleven in a row. Dave Damashek went eleven and out betting that postseason oh, remember that, post-season?
1: that that's right against
2: the number remember that yeah, yeah. In, well, in the in our spread against. pool stealer 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 Steelers. you had four Steelers. Oh but i got all i got all 11 i got yeah. all 11 of, of them right <laughs> and it was in our spread pool league and i beat uh seahawks fan of note kenny main head-to-head in super bowl 40 how about that there you go pretty good How about them apples all right i
1: know you have to go too sheck i want to uh real quickly um, Dodgers, they're down 3-2 a little deja vu here, Chris Taylor smacked three home runs, Braves uh, for game six, which is Saturday minus 220 I'm sorry, this for the series, they're minus 220 Dodgers plus 184 I don't know, they're doing it small ball they're doing it with a patchwork pull pin it's kind of like last year, I know they have a million injuries, it's not the same team Muncie out of the lineup is not great but could they come back, real quick Shaq, yes or no?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I'd rather be down three to one than uh, down 28 to three. If I had to choose, certainly oh. the Dodgers are really good at this. I I don't buy, I don't think the Atlanta Braves, although I do say as they go back into the city of Atlanta, that's gotta be the buzz. Like this isn't going to happen to our sports town again. Is it, I don't think it probably permeates the brains of the 2021 Atlanta Braves, but I do think it matters that the Dodgers when confronted with elimination have an act of winning games. A lot of those guys who have been a part of those the rallies are in like, that they're locker
1: They're like nine and zero in, in elimination games or something. I mean, so they are crazy. down
2: practically yeah. some of their best ball players. That's right. what stands in their way. But I absolutely buy it that there is a fear factor that permeates when you're when you're up three to one. All of a sudden, the curse is supposed to come uh, is uh, is hanging around your neck now. Now it's three two. It's going right. to get real tight in the late innings of game six if the Dodgers have the lead.
1: I mean, this is exactly how it was last year when they won 3-1. They, they won the specific games, the exact breakdown of yep. win, loss, win, or however it went. Our I'll Astros, think the Dodgers. Astros up 3-2 on the Red Sox. Astros minus 116 tonight. I'm taking the Red Sox. I think Evaldi comes mm. out here. I know he got beat up. See, saw the same thing with Framo Valdez, right? He he got couldn't get out of like the second inning in game was that two or one game two I think. Evaldi, we see some good stuff out of him. This game goes over somehow. All these games are going over, Martin. I don't know if you you've been keeping track since that dismal loss, but it doesn't even matter that it's two one in the sixth inning. They all go over. I'm uh, taking the uh, Red Sox and then Astros in game seven. What do you think,
3: Martin? I'm, I think I'm not betting baseball after I took that over. But in the <laughs> association, right. in the National Basketball Association, I'm taking the Bulls minus six oh. and the Spurs plus seven. Wow. We're
1: well, moving on. Steph, 45 last night, guys. Warriors beat the Clippers. Is there, and I know a couple days ago I said Giannis is the MVP, but is there any doubt that Steph is the MVP right now? <laughs> Disgust. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm gonna do this every day for the rest yeah. of the year. You know what I'm gonna say
2: as, as, as I take yeah. as I take leave of you all because I have a flight to catch. Go, go to. I have it. I have one thing to say. Yeah. Hit the pit. Let's go. The biggest game in pit since <laughs> I don't know when. Now listen, I know what you're thinking. After the big win against Virginia Tech. In advance of the Final Four, not this could this be a all. trap game. This could be a trap game <laughs> against Clemson. But I got I I respect the heck out of Coach Sweeney and what he's built over there. And if and if our guys think they can just roll their helmets out there and get a victory, they got another thing coming. We're gonna have to play. Uh, we're gonna have to play good football to get past this Clemson Tigers team. I suspect we will on the right arm of Heisman Trophy winner to be Kenny Pickett.
1: In the pit. Go go to a check jump, and I'm going to get real quick, uh, Martin. I'm putting it at minus one eighty. That check does not have TSA pre-check.
3: What do you think? Nope. Nope. I'll you, I was about to take the yes as well. There's no chance. <laughs>
2: Excellent. The oh, best bets it's gonna are the be...
3: best that win, and that one <laughs> definitely ahead, go is going to win. <laughs> oh,
2: the nervous sweats! I can assure you have already <laughs> right, begun. Go to. It. I don't want you to miss your flight. Go ahead, check minus three. Let's. <laughs> you kind of do. You kind of do that. Of course, a little bit. Of course, All
1: right. Go miss your flight. Uh, Hi, fellas. See it. Martin, let's talk real quick though. The remainder of the top 75 list was revealed. And by the way, Bill Simmons was right. They should have just had the 50 that they did a few years ago and then added 25. Like we know the 50 aren't going to be out of there, right? Like no one's going to drop out of the 50. They're not going to go from 50 to 76, right? But anyway, they were revealed. I don't like Rodman in there over Dwight Howard, Vince Carter, and Dikembe. You know, I think they're all better than Dennis Rodman, who was a one-dimensional player. Great. Fascinating to watch. Well, Definitely I, a cog in the title runs for um for those uh, Bulls teams. Tony Parker's not better than Dennis Rodman. What do you think?
3: Well, see, yeah, I don't, like, in terms of, I don't really, all these lists and all this, I don't really care about, but the idea that Dwight Howard's not a top 75 NBA player of all time is ridiculous. Yeah. So I'll That's tell you, I, it was 2012. I was in college. My phone mm-hmm. died because I was in a Twitter argument at that moment. In 2012, saying Dwight Howard was the first ballot Hall of Famer. Wow. In 2012. It's now 2021, and I understand he's had, you know, these are like the tack-on years of his career. He got a ring with LeBron last year. Like, and I just, people don't like him because he eats all the candy. He's got a million kids, and he's just a big child. But, like, the idea that Dwight Howard – hasn't been one mm-hmm. of the most impactful basketball players in the last 20 years of the NBA, and one of the best 75 in its history, to me, is absurd.
1: But whatever, if you want to keep him out because he's a big child, that's fine. But then you can't put Dennis Rodman in. Like, what, what's uh, what's the uh, psychology behind that, right? I, if it's
3: – I don't know. I don't get it's it. It's just – you know, know what it is? I feel like everybody who's over the age of, like, 40 – and watched Jordan and, like, if they're super into the Jordan-LeBron thing, nobody that ever did anything with Jordan could have done anything wrong, right? Everything yeah. was everything was all, and if it was anything that was wrong, it was only set up. So that way, Michael Jordan could then overcome it because, you know, he is Superman.
1: Right, right, right. I think you're right. I think there's a little skip bleeding in there. But, uh, no, I think you're <laughs> right for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's if you had that connection, you were great, which is why our guy Jack Haley was uh, 76th on the league on the list. I, I Actually
3: 77th. Right. Cause I think there was a tie for 75th, which to me, like, cause oh, Damian right, Lillard no, was no. tied for 70. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I heard on TV that somebody said they thought Damian Lillard was the guy who was the tie. And that's where I just oh, got really? that from. But, to, oh. but how, 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 how lame is that? You, you, it's the that 75th year. Out? It's, yeah, a list, right. it's a 75th year. What do you mean? Just, just cut somebody off the list. Make it his list of 75. Like, where's right. your conviction, NBA?
1: Yeah, bring Lillard back in it next year when it's 76 years. Maybe yeah, maybe that's the thing. They just add somebody every year. That'd be fun to do. Uh, all right, Lemon Pepper Parlay. You and TJ really break it down. Lots of fun. You have your Lemon Pepper Parlays of the week. You can catch that on the Extra Points Pod social channel. And real quick, Sal, not to cut you off, but we do that on
3: Tuesdays. And if you're like me and you like the Tennessee Titans, you would have got five and a half like I did on Tuesday. Here on Friday, Friday. you got four and a half.
1: There you go. That's what's called value. And there's a lot of value in free stuff, I'm told. ExtraPoints.com slash arcade. We have a pick'em contest. College, pro, got baseball up there, whatever you want to do. Who doesn't like an arcade, Martin? ExtraPoints.com slash arcade against all odds. Check that out me and the degenerate trifecta the degenerate trifecta and i i should say i think that's what it is we pick the saturday and sunday games as we see them and just a reminder to everyone out there you may feel like an underdog but please remember you're all my favorites see you next week